0: Hey, everyone. We're going to be talking with Tracy Phillips today all about how visibility equals currency. Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. All right, we're going to be talking with Tracy Phillips today all about how visibility equals currency. And you guys know I talk about visibility a fair amount on the show because it matters so much. Tracy has a couple of tidbits or stats or nuggets or whatever we want to call them that will kind of rock your socks off why visibility matters so much. But first, Tracy is an Emmy-nominated and award-winning video expert who has been Immersed in the pro video world for almost two decades. That's right, she started when she was 12 years old. She helps entrepreneurs take their brilliant but scattered ideas and transform them into inspiring, compelling, and relatable videos that convert. So, you guys already know that I'm going to love her content, right? Because I talk about so many of the same things. Tracy is also known for her experience, her wit, and mostly for her unwavering enthusiasm for helping her clients and students get comfy on camera so they show up as the expert they really are. She currently lives in Idaho with her hubby, daughter, and wonder dog. And we are going to dive into this conversation. It is a joy. Tracy and I had so much fun recording this for you guys. All right, Tracy, I am super excited to talk about video. Welcome to the No Like and Trust Show. Thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. So I've known you for, you know, maybe like six, seven, eight months or something like that or so, and everything I've seen come from you, I found myself like nodding along like, "Uh uh-huh, yep, let's go more in that direction. So I'm actually really excited for this conversation because I know our audience is going to gain just a ton of insight. But first, can you just tell me a little bit about how you ended up talking about video?
1: It's an interesting story. So back in 19 diggity two, no, I'm just joking. I, I also, before we even start with my story, I have to say I'm fangirling a little bit because I also follow you. And before we started recording, I said, what I love about you, Brittany, is that you pull back the curtain, you tell it how it is. And that is why I think we are in each other's worlds because I do that as well. When it comes to video, I am a 20 year video veteran. I was nominated for an Emmy for documentaries. So I had an offline business where, you know, I was behind the camera. I was the boss. I was very successful. And then I found out about this online marketing stuff. And I was like, Whoa, there are a lot of people with a lot of video questions. And this was about six years ago. And so I translated all of my offline skills and put them online. And really my magic sauce, my zone of genius is the structure and strategy of video, not like setting up your lighting and sound and stuff, which I can teach. But what I really like to help people do is take those brilliant, but scattered ideas and turn them into videos that people actually want to watch. So I, I like to say I am helping the internet one video at a time.
0: You know, it's so funny because I find that a lot of people that come from that world have all of this knowledge but very few people have found a way to kind of move it into a business that they can run on their own. And a lot of them are so much tied still into that world where they have to work for somebody else. They have to be a bit part of a a big production. And I love that you've taken the knowledge and you've found a way to not only make it relevant for the online marketing world, but also that you help break it down to what you said, people that actually want to watch these videos, not just videos that, that we want to create, but that give value on the other side as well.
1: Correct. And the videos that like, so what we keep seeing out there is you'll, you watch someone and they're talking, you're like, what are they talking about? I don't even know where they're going with this, the unstructured, right? I call that video vomit. And we all start there, but I think there's just a lot of fear. And I specifically work with female entrepreneurs, most of them have their me, right? Like they have had a successful offline business. And suddenly in the online world, you have to be the face of your brand. And this was my story as well, right? So comfy cozy behind the camera and being the boss. And it was a very different story when suddenly I was like, Oh, I'm supposed to be going live, supposed to be going live, right? Because live was picking up and that's everything. And I have to tell you, Brittany, I was terrified. All of the stories, all of the judgments, all of the things that, you know, that little voice saying like, you're not good enough. Right. Or who does she think she is? I knew who I was on set. I knew, like, I knew where I fit. I knew, but suddenly I'm watching people much younger than me, like put themselves out there and do really well. And so a lot of stuff came up for me and I realized that's who I want to be helping because I'm not the only one.
0: And I love that you're acknowledging that a lot of stuff comes up the minute someone mentions being the face of a brand. And, and that's realistically true, whether we're talking video or not, podcast or not, even the blog, which is not so much like the visual face. You know, a lot of people have that kind of, you know, imposter syndrome aspect that they have to conquer just to put the first thing out there. And I don't know what your first like video foray was, but mine was a complete disaster. <laughs> Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was terrible. And,
1: and, and honestly, Brittany, it exists. I, I send people there because what happens in my world too is they hear video pro. They think actor. I don't know why, but they, so they just assume that as a video pro, I would be really good on camera. I'm a really good director but I am not good at directing myself. And I, and so, like I said, I mean, I, I joke around. It was like back sweat and I'll go organize the drawer. Let me call the IRS, like every excuse in the book, not to have to put myself out there. But my first videos were terrible and they exist out there still because I want people to see I was quiet. I was professorial. I was, you know, my content was good, but who would even get past that because I was so not me. And that is really what I want to help, especially women on video is really just who are you on camera, but this doesn't happen magically. I like to say there's no magical unicorn farting rainbows of confidence that suddenly you wake up one morning and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be great on camera today. I wish that was the way, but there's only one way to get good on video. And that is to make videos. And continue to make videos, and continue to put yourself out there.
0: Oh, a hundred percent! And you know, one of my most popular episodes in the last couple of months was my episode called "Action Cures Fear." And you know, that quote's taken from a book, but really, it's just saying you're not going to get better unless you do it. You know,
1: right? And and that's the other thing. There's you know. I talk a lot about your visibility being your currency and especially online, that is it because if people don't know you exist, how can they buy from you? And the way you're gonna become visible is by putting yourself on video. How are you going to get good at video? You have to actually make some videos. I mean, I love when people come into my world because I can give them actionable, professional feedback, right? But I can't give you feedback Unless you actually make that first video, you decide to go live. And so it is magical to me because the pulling off of the band aid, the way that I approach video, it's a a lot easier than people make it in their heads. I mean, again, we're going to keep coming back to this, but the only thing holding you back from visibility is you, not you specifically, Brittany, because you're fine on video, but, but, the audience, right? Like, so, so, and that, that sometimes is that like, ouchie. I say, I, I always say I'm your fiercest cheerleader, but I'm also holding a tiny whip because you are the only person holding you back. You're allowing the stories that, you know, for me, it was, you know, who does she think she is? She's too much. You know, nobody's going to want to hear what I have to say. All of the things that you take and you create these stories in childhood or you're told or whatever it is. I, you know, I don't like the way I look, I don't like the way I sound, but they're not actual truths, they're excuses. And so if you can simply say, okay, that's an excuse, I'm going to make my desire to reach my audience greater than that fear, greater than that excuse, that's step one, right? And it's not a Nike commercial. I don't like telling people just do it, but there is a point where you have to rip off the bandaid and say, Okay, I'm going to do it today
0: and then show up consistently. So one of the things for me that was really hard early on, especially was what I would call like recovering from the unexpected, you know, that that grace under pressure aspect. And my first Facebook Live, so our old house, my office was in like the living room, dining room. It was like the dining room portion of it. And it didn't have closed doors. It was an open doorway to the kitchen and an open doorway to like the entry Staircase. And it was just, you know, that's the best place for my office. And since I wasn't doing a lot of video, the closed door thing (laughs) didn't matter when I set it up. But all of a sudden, I committed to doing some of this stuff. And, you know, my then four and a half year old wanders in right in the middle of my very first Facebook Live. Hey, mama, what's going on? And I felt so flustered and completely unprofessional. And, and I don't know why. Actually, I do know why. But at the time, I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's going to judge me. My kid's on camera and I'm, I'm supposed to be a business owner. And I felt so much less than. And I can't even tell you what the less than, less than what. I, I can't even fill in that blank. And it took me a really long time to get over that. So what is your advice for that kind of grace under pressure feeling? Because everyone's going to come up with something that goes wrong in one of their first few and maybe lots.
1: I have some news for you and for your listeners. And that is you are human and people aren't buying your product, your widget, your course, your membership, your coaching, they're buying you and they are human. And so when you show up as a human. My best lives are when my dog's trying to get my pillow off of here and I'm desperately trying to like but now I acknowledge it. My daughter has walked in and and we have a rule in my house. If the door is closed, mommy's working and unless you're bleeding daddy's not around and you can't find a neighbor, then you may enter my office, right? But 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 in the excitement of being 8 9, you know, now she's 10, she'll burst through the door cuz she forgets and Nine out of 10 times, Brittany, I'm going to be on a live because that is the way that life works. But here's, here's what I want everybody to hear is people love that because it's human. This is what we need to shift as a, just basically as the human race, we need to change the way we think of professional. I said that in air quotes, like professionalism, because especially now more and more people are working from home, it's okay. And you're human and people love that there's a fascinating study that Facebook did where they had a marketing company create an ad and they had it highly produced, right? Like so big ad spend on a produced pre-recorded video. And then they took the same product and they had someone go live, a human talking head, go live about it. The live video outperformed the pre-recorded way more expensive, highly polished and produced ad like exponentially. The reason is people want human connection. And so you represent that. I like to tell the story about how I went live with two giant strawberry seeds in my teeth. And this is a true story. And one may be thinking, how on earth did you not see that? Well, one of the things I like to teach about live video and video in general is it's not about you video is about reaching your audience, helping your audience. And so when I do my lives, I'm never looking at myself. My notes are actually covering my face. So when you eat a strawberry right before you go live and don't check the mirror, there is a high likelihood that you might have two giant strawberry seeds in your big old teeth. And of course I didn't see it until afterwards. And what did I do? I took a screen grab and then Canva put two giant arrows because People were laughing. They thought it was hilarious. They, nobody cared. The content was good. But the truth is stuff like that is always going to
0: happen. And your audience loves it. So I'm gonna pick apart one thing here because I want some clarification on it. You said earlier that you know video is so that people can get to know you, you as a person, you as an individual. And then you also just said your video is not about you. So can you clarify that divergence? Yes. So you are the person on video. That is true.
1: You have to kind of get over yourself and they are buying from you. They need you to be human. They need to trust you. They need to know and like and trust you. Right. And so, so these are the things that's important. But when I say that the videos aren't about you, the content is not about you. The content is about what are you talking about that's going to help your viewer move to that next step? What is that one thing that you can tell them where they're going to watch and say, oh my gosh, that's what I've been struggling with. That's what I really needed help with. So, so I love that you pulled that out because it's true. But when I'm saying the videos aren't about you, I'm saying they're certainly not about whether your hair is frizzy today, you have strawberry seeds in your mouth. You're, you know, I like to joke around that I've been watching my face fall in slow motion over the last five and a half years. If you looked at all of my, <laughs> like I'm 48 years old turning 49 and I'm like, wow, right? But but none none of that matters. Nobody cares about my COVID-15 gain, right? Like nobody, nobody is letting them say, I really don't think I want to learn video from her. She looks fat today, right? Like that that's the stuff I want you to stop thinking about because that's about, you're making that about you. So the content, everything you're delivering to your audience is about them.
0: I love that. And one of the things I am fond of saying is that your content of which video is a huge part, obviously, but your content's job is to take your audience from point A to point B so that they can see themselves at point, you know, D, E, or F, they're not gonna even consider you as an option if you can't show them that they are capable of getting on that path. And it's our job to start making that connection for them. And I love how you just kind of touched on that. Like you just said it in a, in a completely different, you know, word collection, shall we say? But I love that you touched on that, that the video's job is for you to get the information to them in a way that they can understand. And none of that has anything to do with the strawberry seeds in your teeth or the COVID-15 or any of that nonsense.
1: No, and it doesn't. And I love that you mentioned A to B because this is another, you know, another big thing when it comes to video is we, we think more is better because we have the guru saying, go, go live. And you need to be live for at least 30 minutes. And and, and I'm sorry, gasp. I don't, I go live now and they turn out that sometimes they're in the 20 to 30 minutes because people are on there and they're engaging with me or they're asking questions. And that's when it starts to get a little bit longer. When you first start doing videos, they can be a couple minutes long and your audience is like, thank you, right? Because nobody goes to YouTube looking for a how-to and picks the longest video there, then you pick the shortest and hope that you can learn it really, really fast. So keep that in mind. But I love that you said ADB because teach one thing, one small thing that can move them forward and don't try and shove everything into one video. And yeah, your content needs to help them move forward. It needs to make them realize, like, yes, I can do this. Like, I always think I'm part teacher and part inspirational speaker because sometimes. What I'm helping them do is just realize that they can do it. And that is a good video, right? That I don't have to have a workbook or a worksheet or have them filling anything out or fill out the content wheel or any like we do that. But sometimes it's just enough to say, I can actually do this. And I feel really good about that. Or if someone you know looks at my free content and then sends me a little message in Messenger, I always take screen grabs. I have a folder on my desktop called screen grabs of love. Because I love those little things where it was just one tiny thing that I said that wasn't mind blowing. It didn't take me five years to try and come up with the content of it. It took me a couple minutes, and yet it made an impact on that person. And now that person is willing to step into that light to become visible so that they can make offers.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's so much the ripple effect, right? You know, you give somebody the confidence. You're not even giving them the confidence you give somebody the information that allows them to build that confidence muscle on their own. They go live maybe it takes them a couple times they reach a few people with a wonderful message that would not have been out there in that avenue had they not done it. And then that person turns around and, you know, whatever their service is, you know, they've now got that under their belt. And it's, it's so nice to see like that ripple effect expanding forward. And I know that most of my audience is here to help people. Right. And I, I'm assuming the same thing for you because you said a lot of your people have, you know, successful offline businesses and now they're, they're moving into this online space. And, and most of my clients are 100% in the same bucket, but. I don't know if you've found this. I certainly have with my clients. Because they've already built success in their offline business, a lot of them are like, no, no, no. Um, I've already built a business and what you're telling me I need to do feels like starting over again. And I'm not down for that. So how do you handle that? And
1: here's where this all shows up, right? Because they have spent you know, a lifetime, now they're moving, where they're the boss, where they have accomplished something and suddenly they're an amateur. And that sucks, quite honestly. It does, yes. It does. (laughs) Like, but again, like I lived it, right? Like behind the camera, total pro, right? Like in front of the camera. And I couldn't believe it. Like it's, and so what I think people feel are, they're frustrated, they're overwhelmed and slightly pissed off. And what I tell them is, But what that is, is actually a story. So we talked a little bit earlier about the stories in their head. The story in their head is that they have to show up as that same person. They were offline, the professional who does have a handle on everything and video. You don't, the dog can be pulling the pillow off. Your daughter can be breaking through the room. The doorbell can ring because these things happen. And so for me, What I help them actually do is just create a mindset shift of that. It doesn't have to be your perfect corporate world or the perfect professional. I I mean, I even created a caricature. Her name is Perfectionist Patty. And so I put the blame on Perfectionist Patty. Are you allowing Perfectionist Patty to run your business? Because what happens is people get stuck in perfect inaction And my business and helping people is all about imperfect action. It's the imperfect that makes makes my clients twitch a little bit because they don't want to have to be an amateur ever again. But uh, video, marketing, I mean, again, if you think about the online marketing world, Brittany is like, you're a pro. And you're really good at what you want, but then suddenly you're the face of your brand and you have to be a lot of different things, including good on video, a funnel builder, an ads expert, a really good copywriter, right? Like all of the things you're like, right? If you asked me to produce a really high-end video, I would hire my crew right? Like, because you have help and support. But suddenly you put yourself online and you think you have to do all the things. But the thing about video is... If you are the face of your brand, you do have to kind of get over that hump because you are the face. It's the one thing you cannot outsource is your video.
0: So I totally agree with you. It is absolutely the one thing you can't outsource. I mean, this podcast would be really hard for me to produce without my voice, right? Right. (laughs) But there is one aspect to this that I I know a lot of people stumble over, and it feels like okay, I'm building this business. I can outsource some things. I am the expert. I have to do the strategy because that comes from the expert. I have to do now, oh, and now I have to do video. I don't have time for that. It's like one more thing you have to do and the world's already telling them they have to do this, 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 and also that, that, and that, so like it feels like so much.
1: I'm not a huge stats person, but I'm going to I'm gonna throw a stat at your audience because time, again, we talk about excuses. Time is actually one of those excuses. So when someone tells me they don't have time to do video, I actually did a whole little puppet thing where I had one puppet, like what I hear, like what you're telling me and what I actually hear is the other puppet. When you say you don't have enough time, to me as a video pro, I hear I don't care enough about my business to be visible. And that's an ouch, right? Like, oh, but the truth is, your audience retains 95% of what you say on a video, 95%, as opposed to 10% in written text. So you're marketing emails, blogs, newsletters, posts, but where does everybody put 99% of their marketing efforts towards written text (laughs) yeah, because it's easier because you can, you like most, like I work with so many introverts and they hate me at first because I call them out immediately. If I hear one more time, I'm an introvert, I'd prefer to write. And then I throw that stat at them. I'm like, but your audience would prefer for you to go live. So it's basically a double fingers up to your audience saying, I don't have time because your videos are way more impactful. They're hearing more. They immediately get to see and hear you and put a human face and connect. And there really is no other medium other than like nose to toes, which we really can't do too much anyway, anymore, but your video puts your face and a human touch and a connection. And there's nothing faster and more impactful. So time to me is one of those. I twitch a little cause I get it, but also if you're not doing any videos at all, you should start with live because it's the easiest way to get started. And I, I get rolling eyes. I, I hear you all invisible audience, right? Like I know, but it's actually true that like, it's just, again, it's, it's that perfectionist Patty, that inner critic saying like, ah, no, 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 no. Live is scary. And it is once live is scary. once. I like to. I personally like to pop people's live cherries because it it is you, you're only going to be a live virgin once, and then from then on, everybody says the same thing, which is, "Oh my gosh, that was not nearly as hard as I thought it was going to be."
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll fully admit that very first live, like I had my makeup fully done, like you know, took an extra five minutes, special care, and you know, these days, if I'm wearing any makeup yeah we're calling it a win you know like it's it's like like, I'll, i'll go live whatever i don't care because at this point i've come to the realization and i and i hope that that you're on board with this i think you are i've come to the realization that if i'm presented with two options i don't show up for my audience because i haven't done my face or i haven't put on real clothes or whatever or the option of i go live even if i don't look my favorite but people get that message and that ripple effect begins. I'm going to choose that option. And that's where I'm at, at this point. But again, Brittany, what
1: you're deciding is that how you look or any of those excuses are not nearly as important as getting this message out to your audience. And that is my whole like why I do what I do, which is to get people to step out of that because I like to say, I, you know, I'm, I'm the internet mullet because I'm business on top and nap on the bottom. <laughs> I have... Brought it to a whole new level, but I've been working from home for a very long time before COVID. And so, but again, when I, when I'm putting on a phase, Brittany, then we're talking about like five minutes, five minutes to get ready because none of that matters. The only person that thinks it matters is me. And I've learned enough now where I'm like, it doesn't matter. I've never watched anybody's, I mean, as a video pro, like sometimes I'm like, oh, their framing's terrible, or I'd love to help their lighting or like those types of things. I've never looked at someone's face and said, I really wish they had put some makeup on what, like no woman would do that. Nobody would do that because if they're teaching me something that I need to know, or they're willing to put themselves out there live and share something with me oh my gosh, that's, it's just amazing to me.
0: All right. So last question for you. What do you do with the RBF resting bitch face?
1: (laughs) I have the worst. Mine's a meeker face. Mine's not even a resting face. Like Mine's meeker.
0: (laughs) Well, no, mine's, mine's full on RBF if I'm not careful. And, and you know, you and I are having a really engaging conversation right now and I can see you and you can't see me. Our audience obviously does not because I've been so engaged. We look amazing by the way. Thank you. But I don't think I've had it today because like we're having a nice back and forth and we're having a good time. But when I'm talking to just a screen, the same does not happen. Like I'm good right now because I'm talking to you and you're a person. So how do you coach on that?
1: So it's interesting because I've never heard it approach that like that. It's like, how do you not be awkward talking to a little green dot? That's what we're really talking about because you're not talking about anybody. And I I loathe the advice, like pretend you're talking to your mom or your friend. I get the advice, but like, unless your mom or friend is buying what you have to sell, like that's not who's on the other side. Who's on the other side, Brittany, is you or me or someone who would be interested in what we're saying. The only person who's seeing your IBF is you, right? Like you are the only person seeing that. I joke around because like Facebook live, particularly for a little while was so glitchy where you thought you were stopping it, but then you weren't. And my Facebook ads guy goes, you better watch it because I dropped my smile. Like as soon as I hit the button, but it didn't go. But like, so <laughs> I just, it was almost like an exhale, like, okay, God, I'm done. Right. Because I still even five and a half years later, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. Uh, now I, I train people. I'm like, just hold that smile. Really like the uncomfortable smile for as long as you get until you're sure you're not live anymore. But Quite honestly, it doesn't matter. We all have it, and only you're recognizing that as a bitch face. The rest of us, like mine, like I said, mine's on a bitch face. Mine's more meeker, or, you know, right? Mine's a meeker face, where it's like my thinking face, right? Like the little gerbils going. That's my meeker face. But nobody else is seeing that and if it's so noticeable i would call it out take a screen grab in canva and call it out you know like hey look at this resting bitch face who can make it better right like it's it it doesn't matter but what you what people do need to understand is it just takes time and practice to get comfortable talking to that little green dot i also will tell you some of the things that i teach and that i do and i include is you don't have to be an animated bunny rabbit, but like change your inflection, lean in. I will tell people, I will whisper things. I'm sure you've seen some of my lives where I will, I will lean in closer to my camera where I'm like right up on it. And I'm like, you might want to write this down. because <laughs> I would say that to you in person, right? This is a write down. So, so bringing in elements and really experimenting with who you are, or who you want to be right? This is your opportunity. Uh, I have a client who is buying a whole like outfit and that's who she's going to be on camera. And I love it. I love everything about it because if she can show up as a caricature of something, it's great, but it's really just a matter of getting comfortable, getting comfortable, getting comfortable. And
0: and the only way you're going to get comfortable is by actually doing it. Yep. I think that's a great place to, to close this. Uh, Tracy, do you have anything coming up and where can we find you? Give us the deets. So honestly, the best I videoscriptsuccess.com
1: is my website where I love for people to come visit me. If you are on Facebook is video playground with Tracy Phillips. It's my private, I always say it's the biggest bang for your free buck because that is where I hang out a lot. And in this day and age where everything's automated, I hang out there and I answer questions in a personable way. Like so you ask me a question, I'm going to either go live or answer it. And it's specific to you. It's not this like, you know, fire hose of just video advice. And so I love when people come to video playground because we just have a lot of a lot of fun in there. And then I have a course called Live Video Launchpad. I don't know when this will air, but if you just go to livevideolaunchpad.com, you can get on the wait list. And that is my 10 day VIP live video experience and uh, you'll y- you will never be the same after that you are your business so it's a really fun engaging
0: course yeah and I will say I have not personally taken it but I have multiple online friend colleagues whatever we want we want to call them who are graduates of that program and I've seen what they do and I've seen the evidence and uh, if you are at all worried about any aspect of video I cannot recommend it enough because I've seen the evidence. Well, thank you so much, Tracy. I appreciate your time. This has been awesome. It has been my pleasure. Let's do it again. All right. Thanks again to Tracy for taking the time to come on to the No Like, and Trust show. She says visibility equals currency. And as you guys may have heard me say before, I recently heard that podcast reviews are podcast currency. So if you have found any value from this episode, please do us a favor and return in kind a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get this information out to more people who know it. You guys already know I love the ripple effect, the butterfly effect of sharing great information so we all can get better. And you can do your part in that by leaving us a review so more people find the show. Talk to you guys soon.